Hi and welcome to Woodside Weekly, bite-sized, digestible, authentic English, straight to your inbox. I don't get it. The British humour unveiled. When I moved to Spain, one of the things that really opened my eyes was the difference in humour between the British culture and the Spanish. It made me realise that what is funny in one country and is considered the norm is far from being so in other countries. And sometimes humour just doesn't translate. Now I know the British sense of humour comes across as downright peculiar to most other nations, and that's fine. I mean, it's probably as peculiar as wearing socks and sandals, right? It does, of course, depend on your personality, but cracking a joke is hard enough in your own native language. You've either got it or you haven't. But there are so many elements to take into account when you're cracking a joke, such as timing, tone of voice, facial expressions, or your choice of words. However, it's even harder to joke around in a language that isn't your mother tongue. And no matter what language you're learning, I think it's extremely important to learn about the sense of humour, because understanding the history and the culture of a country is so necessary to be able to decipher the humour and why the humour is the way it is. British humour is known for its irony, sarcasm and play on words. It can be really clever and quick at times, and others, it's just not funny. British people often hide their true feelings and reactions behind a wall of sarcasm and irony. It's almost like a self-defence mechanism. Making a joke out of something that could potentially be quite upsetting or emotional is just the way we rock. It's not the dumb thing to get too emotional, you know that, right? So in fact, a Brit is perfectly capable of making an ironic or sarcastic comment with an absolutely straight face, or a deadpan face, as we say. And at times, it can be hard to read and difficult to know if they're joking or not. British humour is not explicit, it's actually very subtle at times, and a lot of people just don't get it, and that's fine. For example, we supposedly speak the same language, but if a Brit makes a joke with an American, the Brit would probably have to add just kidding onto the end of the the sentence or the joke that he's made, so that the American would realise that it was in fact a joke. Because American humour, like many other nations, is much more in your face and much more obvious. The British, however, love to play with silence, facial expressions, what's being said with the moment. And this means that the person on the other end of the comment or the joke actually has to work out whether it's a joke or not. And this is where there's danger. It's dangerous territory. Because if they don't understand that it's a joke, then they're going to be offended. So whilst preparing today's issue, I obviously sat down and thought about what elements actually make up British humour. And I made a short list. Now, this list is by no means definitive, and I'm sure there are other elements too. But these are the things that occurred to me that are very, very, very present in British humour. And those things are sarcasm, irony, banter, 
wit. Now I'll explain what banter and wit are in a moment. We also love innuendo and we love playing on words. So let's begin to talk about sarcasm and irony. If I asked you to explain the difference between sarcasm and irony, would you be able to? Sarcasm is when you say the opposite of what you mean, but you are mocking and belittling someone or something. For example, imagine a friend has made you lunch and burnt it. A sarcastic comment may be, well, you're certainly a cordon bleu chef, aren't you? Imagine a guy called Paul meets his friends to go hiking and he's wearing more layers than an onion and it's 20 degrees. That's actually purely tropical in the UK. Did you see the irony there? A sarcastic comment about Paul and the layers of clothing that he's wearing might be, well, you certainly aren't going to freeze today. You look like the Michelin man. Now, of course, the tone of voice and the way things are said is everything with sarcasm. On the other hand, irony can be verbal or situational. So that too is when we say the opposite of what we mean for dramatic effect, to be funny, or to actually emphasise what we're saying. But with irony, you don't take the mickey or pick on anyone and you don't take the mickey out of something. So to give you an example of irony, imagine imagine a fire station burning down. How ironic would that be? Another huge element of British humour is something called self-deprecation. Now the British are really past masters at mocking situations, people and or themselves. So when we mock ourselves, it's called self-deprecation. It's a massive part of British humour and culture. We, as a general rule, we don't like to be the centre of attention. We don't like to think we're the best. And we use this form of humour to laugh at ourselves and to take the focus off ourselves. So let's imagine you're losing your hair. You're going bald. You know that people are starting to notice it. And before they say something to you about it, or they make some kind of comment, you get in there first and you say, oh, well, at least I don't have to spend a fortune on shampoo and waste time styling it anymore. Or let's imagine you're a few kilos overweight. You're you're fat. You turn around and before someone says something to you, You can make a comment, you self-deprecate and you say, yeah, I know I'm fat, but at least I don't get cold in the winter. Now, the next element that's very prominent in British humour is banter. Banter is huge. Banter is a series of playful, friendly, humorous mini-conversations between friends, colleagues or relatives. And please note that banter is normally used with people you know. So it's a series of mini conversations where you're joking, taking the mickey, but not attacking generally. Imagine, I walk into the kitchen and I say, hey Jenny, I guess dinner didn't go as planned. I can smell something burning. And Jenny says, well, you know, I tried. That's the thought that counts. And I say to her, oh no, what did you do this time? And Jenny replies, I forgot about the chicken that was in the oven. So I turn around to her and I say, what a surprise. The chicken was hardly going to remind you it was ready itself. It wasn't going to knock on the oven door and say, I'm ready and roasted to perfection. You don't learn, do you? Why don't you put an alarm on your phone to remind you? 
And honestly, look at the state of this oven. You should have shares in fairy. Honestly, look at this mess. Well, at least I didn't burn the house down. We should be thankful. Wit is also key to British humour. Now, wit is when you make intelligent remarks. You have to be super quick thinking to be very good at wit. And wit can be quite difficult in a language that's not your native language. Something that you have to practice over time because you have to be so, so quick. There's a very, very famous example of wit by Oscar Wilde. And he said, I can resist everything except temptation. Another person who's super famous for his ability to, you know, be witty was Winston Churchill. And there's a famous conversation between Lady Nancy and Winston Churchill. And Lady Nancy turns around to Winston Churchill and says, Churchill, if you were my husband, I'd put poison in your tea. And Churchill just turns around and says, Nancy, if I were your husband, I would drink it. Did you get it? In English, when we want to know if someone has uh, understood a joke, then we say, did you get it? Do you get it? Are you good with wit? Do you have a dry sense of humour? If you have a dry sense of humour, it means that you have a very clever type of humour. Use the words, use your voice, you're very quick, you're witty. Here's another example of playing on words. We love to play with words in English. So take a look at this joke. Why did the scarecrow win an award? Because he was the best in his field. Now, why is this technically funny? It's a dad joke, I'm sorry. But it's technically funny because we're using field. And field has various meanings. So field is obviously an open area of land that's used for farming. But if you are good in your field, you're very good in a particular area of interest or in a sector or in your field of work. And another aspect of English or British humour is innuendo. Now these are remarks, remarks means comments, remarks that sometimes hide or simply imply negative or impolite or even subtle sexual comments. So something that might be using innuendo could be a comment like, he's very experienced in finances. Now, a double entendre is also, we use the French word, double entendre, is when we use a word and it can be interpreted in various ways. So, for example, we all know the references to melons. It works in English too. So you can make jokes using both meanings of the word and the person can take it as they see fit. So as you can see, there are many, many elements of British humour. Sarcasm, irony, banter, wit, innuendo, playing on words. And that's what makes it so peculiar. So here are some expressions and phrases that we use to talk about jokes, sense of humour, laughing, etc. So in English, we say joke, not yoke. Now I know a lot of you will be tempted, especially if you're Spanish, to say yoke. It's not a yoke. A yoke is the yellow part of an egg. A joke is something that you tell that's funny. Joke. In English, you don't do a joke. You make a joke, if it's oral verbal, you make a joke, 
or you play a joke on someone if it's a physical prank. Then you can make a joke orally or you can crack a joke. I like to crack jokes sometimes. Having a sense of humour is super important. So if you crack a joke, you can make someone laugh. Not do that someone laughs, you can make someone laugh. Now I don't know about you, but do you like to watch comedy on TV? Comedy, you've got two syllables. Stress the first syllable when you say comedy. Comedy. However, if you're talking about the person who stands up and cracks a lot of jokes and does a little show, they're a comedian. Comedian. Now the word comedian has three syllables. And the stress is on the middle syllable. Comedian. I love comedy. I love going to listen to comedians. And finally today, let's end with some idioms. So in English, when something is really funny, you can laugh your head off laugh your head off. So she found his wit incredibly funny. She spent the whole evening laughing her head off. You can be in stitches, to be in stitches. So when something's really funny, you can be in stitches. That film is brilliant. I was in stitches for most of it. My sides are hurting. My tummy's hurting from laughing. And finally, to split your sides laughing. To split your sides laughing. He's such a funny person. Every time I go for a beer with him, I split my sides laughing. It's such a great way to de-stress. And that's all for this week. Thanks very much for listening to Woodside Weekly. I'll be back again next week with more. If you did enjoy the podcast, then please remember to like and share. Thanks for listening. <laughs>